0: All right, just waiting the arrival to the chat room of one Mark Spector. Text coming in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 833 1440 Send us a note. Who do you think's uh, going to win? What's going to happen tonight? Oilers Devils in New Jersey, Five thirty puck drop at the Prudential Center. Russ sends a text in and says, Olivier Rodrigue should play one of the West Coast games uh, before New Year's. So the Oilers have a three-game road trip after Christmas. Uh, interesting concept there by... Russ, um, we talked about some scores coming in. Elevator Darren says, uh, 100% guaranteed Oilers win tonight. They will chase the Devils goalie in the first 10 minutes, not take the foot off the gas. Chomskers was uh, just shocked, stunned that we had to do a, a Brian Adams uh, hit at the 7.40 break, and it was about 7.30 when we did it, but 10 minutes a little early because we had uh, uh, Matt Laughlin on for our guest uh, in the last uh, interview. So that's why the BA break wasn't. Imagine people setting their alarm for
1: 740-ish, Duke. <laughs> I think they're, they're by the sounds of Chomsker's uh, text, I, I don't up. think he's alone. There are people that like they use that as an alarm basically be like, they know it is 7:40 mm-hmm. when they hear that uh, beautiful uh, angelic vocals of Brian Adams <laughs> and those great opening guitar riffs come oh, across the uh, yeah. out the speakers and so they they probably thought they were um, running late or something <laughs> Yeah, They're like, holy the crap, twilight I, zone. They're like, like they use that as the time to leave for work or something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, it's already 7.40. Oh no, fret not. It was uh, a yeah. little bit early today to uh, accommodate uh, Matt, who's a great guest. And mm-hmm. we uh, really appreciate jumping on.
0: And thanks to uh, Brew Crews uh, complimenting a uh, good interview, Kevin, with Matt uh, Laughlin, Devils play-by-play man. Mark Spector still awaiting the arrival of Spec Thursday, 8.02. Spec, he's he's probably five minutes late after the B.A., Riff as well. He's kind of going, Hey, what's going on here? What is happening? He hasn't texted me. Normally, Spec is right on time. Uh, Mark Specter coming up. Uh, Frank Saravalli from the Daily Face Off will guess with us at 8 20, 9 o'clock. Uh, Ken Trahan from crescentcitysports.com, and he will preview tonight's NFL Thursday Nighter. Man, it's just, we're just so close to playoffs already. It's just, Coming on so fast should be a good one tonight between uh, L.A. and New Orleans. Uh, Frank Saravalli was reported, reporting yesterday about uh, Bally Sports. This has been a hot topic, and it started earlier this year with baseball with Bally Sports on regional broadcasts. I, I mean, it's a it's a sticky situation. It, you got to do a deep dive in it. We're going to touch on that with Frank, but basically the. Television rights, because of Bally's, wasn't being able to uh, survive. I mean, everyone, all the company was going, you know, what up? But Bally Sports is agreeing to pay the rights fees for NHL TV deals. But there were many baseball teams that had to find a way to broadcast regional games earlier in the season. So... Uh, We'll see what Frank has to say about that. Again, Oilers at New Jersey tonight, uh, 13-15-1. The Oilers are 16-12-2. The Devils come in. Uh, Both teams with very wicked power play, so it will be key for both teams to stay out of the box. Uh, New Jersey just pumping along 31.3%. That's ranked second in the NHL. The Oilers come in ranked fourth. On the power play, 27.3%. Uh, but both penalty kill units uh, in the lower echelon, bottom two-thirds of the league. The Oilers at uh, 21st at 78.3. They had it up a little over 80% a few games ago, but has seen we've seen that fall off a little bit. Uh, 24th-ranked uh, penalty kill unit for New Jersey at 76.5. As we mentioned, Cal Pickard will get the start tonight. Made 29 saves against the Devils on December 10th in a 4-1 uh, victory, Northside Norm, text in to one 401 1440 Tonight is the one win of the three games I predicted earlier. And Merry Christmas to both of you. Uh, <laughs> P.S. I ran to my desk early due to Brian Adams. Laugh out loud, Northside Norm. Thanks for that, Norm. Norm, I wonder if they ever call him Norm like that from Cheers. That's still one of the best. That's top five, you know, when you're thinking about comedy series going. Did you ever watch oh, Cheers?
1: Yeah, I, I've never watched like start to finish, but uh, caught plenty of episodes of like reruns and stuff over the years. It is it is very funny. And I mean, how can you not uh, enjoy a place where, where everybody knows your name? Uh, yeah,
0: Norm, the one episode I love, one of the best ones. He's sitting, just sitting there at the end of the bar as he sat there for 15 years or whatever it was. And uh, Sammy asked him to move a freezer from the back room. And he goes, oh, come on, Sammy. I don't want to get pits. And uh, so he ended up finally agreeing to take uh, help Sam with his freezer. And on the way, he takes off his jacket. and He's just got the big pie plates already just from <laughs> just from sitting at the bar. Oh, Norm, that was great. What a great series that was. He can still, the reruns are on, on uh, I don't even know what channel, like CMT or something. Country music channel. Yeah,
1: great channel. That one, that one airs some real gems.
0: There are some good, good shows like the old reruns of, uh, what else do they have on that CMT?
1: Uh, Three's Company. Three's
0: Company. Yeah. Yeah. Three's Company was good. Enjoyed that one. That's a funny show. Yeah. There were some
1: great Great, shows. Great premise.
0: (laughs) Um, one other quick question duke have you been getting the the weeks oh here we go i just wanted to touch on uh new orleans and the la rams tonight both games uh team seven and seven coming in and i have one fantasy question for you that i want to get out of the way because the game is tonight and i f- if i forget would you start Derek carr at quarterback over jake browning
1: i don't think so uh jake browning is surrounded by a lot more talent than Derek Carr is, even if Derek Carr, you know, a lot more of a veteran presence. And the Browns are playing the Texans, who are um, far from the uh, most stout defensive team. No, no uh,
0: since he's in Pitt, Jake Brown. So Jake Brown. Oh, sorry, I was sorry. looking at the
1: Browns. party, yeah, me sorry. thinking of uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah. yeah, this, yeah. So um, Jake Browning in Pittsburgh. So it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, on, t- on Saturday. On and,
0: Saturday tonight. So obviously, I got to make the decision tonight. Derek Carr. Against the Rams I kind of I'm just Both are kind of rated About the same But I mean the over under uh, There's going to be more points In this New Orleans game You'd think Than the Pittsburgh
1: More points Yes But uh, Like It's I don't know why And maybe it's just me But I think people Often forget That Aaron Donald still plays for the LA Rams and is still okay. probably the best uh, if not one of the best defensive players in the league a good chance to get after Derek Carr who is who has struggled this year for the most part he's had his uh, moments but like I, the, I had the matchup wrong but the sentiment remains the same about Jake Browning that uh, even without Jamar Chase um, they, they have a ton of weapons there. Uh, you know T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd like you to step up um, how about uh, the, the rookie Canadian running back um, Chase Brown mm-hmm. he's been great uh, to pair with Joe Mixon and the, St- the Steelers are just the most bleh team I think I've ever seen. Yes, they have uh, T.J. Watt, but I-, I think I still go Jake Browning. I've-, I've liked what I've seen from him. His command of the offense is good, and the Saints, uh, the Saints just don't do it for me.
0: I'm going to go with Derek Carr, unfortunately. Sorry to oh, not sure. take well, your have advice. A, yeah, I'm have, on have, have 17. Have a, have a good time going 0-18, Kevin, yeah. you loser. Oh, I am a loser. <laughs> Boy, am I ever. But Chris Olavi will be back. Yes, His spec on. He's not. A, he's yeah,
1: I, I tried. Uh, usually, if something's yeah. going, he'll shoot me a text or, or an email. So uh, hopefully, everything's all right on specs. end. maybe he's just caught up uh, somewhere or something. But uh,
0: yeah, he's no no word. Yeah, that's all right. We'll we'll we'll, figure we'll catch things him out later. For another. Yeah, we'll get him later or something. Um, yeah. So if I go with uh, Derek Carr tonight, last week he had twenty three uh, to twenty eight. Just checking this out. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, a one thirty four point eight quarterback rating. I'm happy with that, and I think he can do the same. I'm more, more worried about playing in Pittsburgh for Cincinnati.
1: That, that, that's a rivalry game that obviously always carries a little extra weight for both those clubs, uh, Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati, uh, AFC North matchup. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a combination of I'm so out on the Saints mm-hmm. and the Steelers that it kind of plays into the fact that I'm uh, anti-Derek Carr and pro-Jake Browning. So it's a biased opinion and just off the cuff without uh, diving into any uh, matchup numbers. Because both those defenses are decent, mm-hmm. uh, but not tremendous. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think the Saints are not good. But
0: they're 7-7, seven and seven, and this is a game they need to win if they're going to win the division. So,
1: I, I, I do agree with what you said about the fact that tonight's game probably going to be a high-scoring one. I think it will uh, be trading points. But we've said that about a few other Thursday night games that have uh, not exactly lived up to the bidding. So, But hey, this one on paper doesn't jump off the page at you, which in the case of uh, other ones this year, have resulted in some of the best ones.
0: Uh, text coming in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Tiger says, Frank should have taken Speck's spot.
1: Well, maybe Speck thought that uh, Laddie was taking his spot today. Oh, I wonder, because we <laughs> talked about that last week. Yeah, as... Uh Oh, there we go, Timmy. Do you think that Laddie tricks Speck into
0: the 8.30 slot? So for our listeners that are just kind of joining this part of the conversation, about two weeks ago, Speck and, uh, well, Frank needed the 8 o'clock spot to do something. So he asked Speck, can we trade? And they flip flop from 8 to 8.20. So that went on. And then Laddie says, well, I'm heading over to check. And uh, is there a chance that, you know, we asked him, the Duke and I said, do you want to come on for just a, not for the two hours, but just come on for, you know, ten, fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. He says, Yeah, what time? And uh I said, Well, what time's the how, what's the difference in the time change? He goes, Oh, eight hours and he, so Laddie says, Well what about eight o'clock? I go, Well that's Spec Spot and Laddie goes, Yeah, I know, I want to take Spec Spot over. So yeah. So Timmy just uh, sends the uh the text into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty yeah KK do you think that Laddie tricked spec into the eight thirty uh slot? Blake, uh Blake I
1: Blake The was, Blake.
0: Blake I I was gonna say peas. It was for some reason <laughs> the Blake-eyed the P's? Blake-eyed peas. Uh, I'm surprised
1: you know who that is. Ke- I well, mean, I know obviously- the black-eyed peas. Uh, that's Fergie. They correct. Yeah, um, yeah they still would have been. Uh, their their real heyday would have been, I guess, when you were still uh, ripping it up uh, after <laughs> nah, you're, nah, after nah, after, nah. after you're leaving the the studios at midnight <laughs> over at Global.
0: Uh, no, that was uh, Mary Jane Blige and all
1: that stuff. And and Puff Puff Daddy. No, I don't think Puff Daddy. Biggie. But,
0: yeah, well, that Biggie song that I know off by well, heart. Yeah, it's, you're mis- talking about, if, hypnotized, if you're, if you're talking
1: about Mary J. Blige and Biggie, like Puff Daddy's their, their running mate. They're really? all, they're all buddies. That's That's, it's, it's his, it's, uh, Puff's label. Is it really? Be a bad boy record. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't know that. You're, you're not up to scene with your, your East Coast, West Coast uh, rivalries. I, I
0: enjoyed the documentaries and all the shows that have come, come on with regarding, um, Tupac and uh, Biggie yeah, Smalls.
1: Biggie Smalls. A.K.A. Chris Wallace. A.K.A. The Notorious, Notorious B.I.G.
0: Notorious B.I.G. His, yep. re- his real name was Chris Wallace, correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. yeah. Um, he, he was, uh, it, you know, and I mean, I don't know how close the movies are or the documentaries are fairly close, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that was one of our conversations too about the unsolved crimes. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a that's a that's a throwback to I think one of the first in or outs uh we I, did when we, right. first, when we first we yeah. first uh, intro the segment was talking about uh, DB Cooper as an unsolved crime. And that's what it was. Your man. your counterpoint was the the Biggie and Tupac murders, which I mean, hey, some people think uh Tupac maybe not even dead, might be just chilling down in South America somewhere with really? Michael Jackson and Oh, come on. Yeah, big-time conspiracy stuff. And then we had other people saying... JFK, too, down there, too? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Other people saying that uh, Tupac's murder was solved, which was not true. Mm -hmm. There's just been an arrest. And you talk about the accuracy of, like, docuseries or or miniseries, documentaries. I think since they are unsolved, there's always a little bit of bias in them towards who maybe who's making it actually thinks committed the crime, whether it was... uh, Um, The Puff Daddy uh, responsible for the murder of uh, Tupac Tupac. and then vice versa, if it was maybe uh, Suge Knight responsible for the retaliatory killing of Biggie Smalls. Like there's, there's a little bit of bias in there, I think depending on who's um, spinning the film. I agree.
0: I agree with that because again, there's so many documentaries out, so many perspectives. And again, whoever, if you're doing a, a documentary on this and it's, let's just say it's produced by West coast people then you have that West Coast perspective. Similar, if it's uh, produced by someone East Coast, you have the East Coast perspective. So, uh, what do you think, Laddie's going to say if uh, oh, when man. we tell him that Beck didn't show at eight, eight o'clock?
1: <laughs> we're, on a, we're on a bit of a, a cold streak here with uh, a couple: uh, Gregor, Gregor, Declan Kruger uh aj Jack aj oh, aj did i i think i told you oh. an offer but aj texted me after and he is sincerest of apologies oh. he he said he'd been up obviously be i think he was still out east so yeah. he'd been up and then went back to sleep <laughs> and then uh missed uh missed the spot so
0: that you know that last that that was tuesday i believe right yeah, yeah that was tuesday because that was one straight hour the first hour was no nothing. Was we didn't just, have nobody. It was, it was you and I, and uh, just the two of just us. Just the two of us. <laughs> we should have been playing that song. Uh, when we come back, we hope. We were hoping. <laughs> uh, and I guess on the mark was uh, powered by Booster Juice. <laughs> uh, visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and reenergize, or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Coming up at eight twenty, we think we hope. Frank's never. Frank's had one hundred percent attendance. Oh yeah. Gold Star, even when he went out west, Gold Star attendance.
1: Oh yeah, West Coast, uh, bring it early. Um, even Europe, he came to town. Europe, when he was in Europe, one hundred percent attendance. Frank
0: Saravali, <laughs> he's coming up after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. <laughs> all right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mister Rooter. At Mister Rooter, they only employ the finest organic, grain-fed, free-range plumbers for all your plumbing needs. Go to Mister as we welcome in Frank Saravali from the Daily Faceoff. Frank, you wouldn't believe what's been going on around here this morning. So, uh, Mark Spector, as you know, uh, is our eight o'clock guest every day. But Laddie is over in check, and the two of them have had this running thing going after the time that you took over. Specs spotted 8 o'clock. Specs doesn't show today. We figure your, your little kind of, you just stepped into the, to your little uh, man cave there where you do all your hits from. We figured Laddie was up to no good. He contacted you guys, and we're punking us, not coming on this morning.
2: So did Speck not show
0: up? No, Speck, no show this morning. So, Frank, you're What the does he o- think? This is a
2: holiday? <laughs> I don't,
0: you're the only guy, Frank, with perfect attendance.
2: Hey, I, I don't mess around. Like, <laughs> you show up to work. That's right. Um, that's surprising. And you know what? Uh, you're going to have to tell Speck he's a half miler not showing up to this road trip in, in New York. This is the oh. easiest road trip known to man. I was at Oilers practice mm-hmm. yesterday in New Jersey you got to fly from Edmonton to New York. That's it. Done. You get three games without having to go anywhere. Do
0: You know what he was worried about? And we talked about this just the uh, fact don't, about don't the tell Christmas. Me. Getting home for Christmas? Getting home for Christmas. Come uh, on. Yeah. That that's is exactly so what soft. it
2: was. Yep. Soft. First off, do you know how many times I've flown home on Christmas Eve after covering a road game on the 23rd? And more than that, how many Christmases I've missed covering the World Juniors? Mm hmm. Get it together, Spec. Oh, Put on man. your hard hat. Go to work. You can tell him I said that. You can I play will. the clip for him.
0: Sure. Well, he's probably watching right now or listening. He's probably going, By, ah.
2: by the way, did yeah. you ask Chris Pronger? Yes. And?
0: um, His response, he said he couldn't say it on air, to be honest with you.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you would um, call me a rookie bleep. I okay. can't say it. But <laughs> I, I, anytime I would I legitimately like, so I am 20 years old, Okay. I'm I this is my first full time job and every single day I show up to the rink and it would be a scrum and invariably if Chris Pronger was the guy that was the subject that day I would ask a question and he'd literally put his hand up in my face and say rookie bleep wait your turn and then I would I would have to wait until everyone asked all of their questions and then I could finally ask mine and it was humiliating because it carried on Not just for the entire regular season, but the Flyers just happened to go to the Stanley Cup final that year. And even all the way through the playoffs, like people on the road, like Mm -hmm. like, who, why is this guy talking to you like that? What did you do to him? And it was like, no, no, that's just how it was.
0: So, you know what I can say is that about that, Frank, is that he liked and respected you or else he wouldn't have done it to you.
2: I don't know, either that or he absolutely hated me. No, I can't tell.
0: He did have a good chuckle about it, and he he remembered every part of it, and he went on the fact that it did last a long while. And he was it was a really a lot of lots of fun that interview. He started talking about his commercials and uh, you know the whiskey, and then you know talking about Grant Fear, the two of them, you know, obviously being teammates, and you know Grant playing the seventy nine games the first year that Prongs went to st louis so, but it was a lot of fun it was he, a good he interview. is
2: legitimately the sharpest dude that i've covered i was thinking about this yesterday as i show i rolled into oilers practice in new jersey newark new jersey is an absolute mm-hmm. bleep hole. like it is it is awful it's very like it's it's uh the, maybe the most crime-ridden downtown in the u.s like it's it's crazy how bad it is and we were there for a flyers morning skate and i i forget how it came up but at some point he casually dropped the mayor of newark new jersey's name in a scrub we were like how the hell does he know he, first off he's from dryden ontario he lives and plays in philly how does he know who the mayor of newark new jersey like an anonymous u.s city what mm-hmm. so smart
0: uh, when he was here, his saying, how he started a lot, a lot of his answers off, and he, I know he did this on purpose, he would always start his answer with, uh, at the end of the day, and then go on. So I, one time I sort of casually on the road, when there wasn't a lot of media around, I said, it's tomorrow. And he kind of got a chuckle out of that, and we sort of had a personal... Uh, laugh about that but you're right i mean he was uh, lots of fun with the media and we actually talked about that frank and he goes i love the media i, I enjoyed uh you know the interactions with the media and, and that's why he he interacted with you in that sense
2: if i could coach any player coming into the league just even if you don't love it play play the role because if you pay attention and if you treat everyone well what you end up doing is—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not kidding—you get some longevity out of your career. Mm-hmm. They—you could squeeze out an extra year or two if you're known as a as a guy that is well liked and is popular and and talks and speaks well. It's—it sounds funny to say, but it actually means something.
0: I mean, I can't imagine how many times he's been asked to do um, color commentary or anything in the media. So I mean, well, we're when seeing
2: you've made a hundred and twenty-five million bucks. It's kind of hard to well, to steer you to actually work for a living. I think the Florida Panthers already tried yeah, in their front office.
0: They did, yeah. And he said, I asked him if he would ever come back, and he went, "No, but I would always listen." You know, it's the old Ray Charles. Uh, he never never hurts to listen. So um, he
2: he would be. I think he'd be a really good GM, but. I think he'd have to be an instant GM like right away like day 1 just comes in and starts being the GM. And by the way, the little work that he did scouting, I know he helped the Flyers and and offered some opinion on some draft classes like apparently the guys have said like 5 7 years down the line he's been bang on.
0: Hmm. Well, he's a good hockey guy. There's no questioning that. Um well, I love it when you just post an article Frank right before we go on talking about uh, the possibility of uh, maybe a Jay Woodcroft surfacing in Ottawa, amongst others that you noted, uh, your take on the possible replacements uh, with the Senators.
2: Yeah, and and spending some time with, with Chris Knobloch yesterday was interesting. I have a Frankly Speaking pod with him dropping today. I, I couldn't help but in looking up some, some stats for that story to put together five coaching candidates for the Sens that it still hits me right in the face, and I'm sure Jay Woodcroft as well, that Woodcroft, only had one full 82 game season you win three playoff rounds and you get one full 82 game season that that is still mm-hmm. a banana sandwich to me i cannot believe that um and i i think it's only a matter of time until he gets his next shot i i would say that he's not the front runner because we've seen enough from michael ann Lauer, the Sens' new owner and steve steos that they have a kind of playbook here. They they like guys that they trust and have worked with and won with before, which is why John Gruden, who's currently the head coach of the Toronto Marlies in the AHL, is right at the top of the list. He won a championship with Ann Lauer and Steos in Hamilton. Uh, he has five years of NHL assistant coach experience, and now is back as a head man in Toronto with the Marlies. He's he's right there, but you know Jay Woodcroft, Dean Evison. Claude Julian, and the fifth guy that I have on my list is a little bit out of left field, but Chris Kelly, uh, former Sen current assistant coach with the Bruins. There's a lot of intriguing guys out there. I think for the first time in a while, if you're a team that's looking for a head coach.
0: And I mean, Jay, again, such a, he, like people forget that he's been around the NHL for so long when he started in Detroit and uh, he's covered all the bases. And I still believe, I honestly still believe that he, he probably wouldn't have been a head coaching candidate here. He would have been some, somewhere else. I still think the Oilers should have never fired Todd McClellan going back, mm. you know, so – I'm and Jay was his right-hand man. Having said that, Todd uh, – and I, I've known Todd a long time, for 50 years, more than that, and uh, he was the guy that was instrumental to push Jay into being a head coach, to say, go on your way. You're ready kind of thing, so –
2: uh, well it, t- it took that that firing though mm-hmm. to to have that happen. Like if you're right, if that doesn't happen, Jay Woodcroft doesn't go off on his own, he pr- he probably would be I don't know what he'd be doing right now. Maybe still working for Todd in LA.
0: Yeah, maybe you never know. Uh, your other uh, big kind of article here, and we were talking about it earlier because it goes all the way back with Bally's to baseball earlier this season, Frank, with their regional broadcast. But where is the NHL kind of standing right now with Bally's and their regional broadcast?
2: Uh, so they reached an agreement in Texas bankruptcy court yesterday um, to have Bally Sports, who has 11 regional TV deals across the U.S. with NHL teams. They're going to pay their fees for the remainder of this season, which is, is actually huge for the NHL, not just from a revenue perspective, but I think the league was pretty nervous the last number of months. What if Bali decides to pull out and, and just leave us with 11 teams that don't have any ability to get their games on air? They had some contingency uh, plans in place to, uh, to be able to step up in case that happened. Uh, so, Bally's going to finish out this year, and then the rights at the end of the season are going to revert back to the teams. Now, why should a fan in Edmonton care about this? Because how the NHL goes about replacing that few hundred million dollars in revenue is going to be critically important to the overall health of the league and, frankly, for the salary cap for two seasons from now. So, that money, it's part of the $6.2 billion of HRR. If you hmm. lop off 300 million bucks or whatever the damage might end up being, the cap's going to go down, not up. So that part is, is pretty important to keep in mind of they've got some work to do 10 months from now to get 11 teams, their broadcasts, not just on the air, but generating real revenue.
0: Can you explain this, Frank, to our listeners? Maybe maybe you're the only guy that can, but when we Canadian listeners, watchers of the TVs for their regional broadcast, of course, we see them all on Sportsnet in the West. Then you've got Winnipeg on TSN, and you've got Ottawa and Toronto and Montreal TSN and split with a lot. But how does it work in the United States? Can you compare it at all to what we see with all the games that we watch regional-wise, Canada-wise here?
2: Well, it's yeah, it's a little different in Canada because there are so many national games. There's like, every Saturday night is a national game, for instance, and then pretty much any Wednesday night or Monday night that you get is also usually in a national window. And so, basically, the best way to describe it is like every time you see Gene Principe hosting an Oilers broadcast is a regional one. Most fans, you know, might not notice the difference, but in the U.S., every single game that isn't picked up by ESPN or TNT. So for the most part, depending on which market you're in, if you are in uh you know Columbus or pick another place that doesn't get a lot of national attention seventy five to seventy eight of your eighty two games would be on mm-hmm. valley sports, your regional network that's in your on your cable package. if you're a team that gets a lot of national attention, that number might be closer to sixty five so Um, there's a pretty big disparity um, between how Canada and the US kind of manage those broadcast schedules. Mm -hmm. But more than that, I think the big key to point out to everyone is that it's real money that for the last 20-some years has just been sort of guaranteed and written into every team's business plan of we get X number of dollars every year from our broadcast rights deal. We know it's coming in. We don't have to work for it. We sell our rights to Bally Sports or NBC or whoever it might be in the US that does your games for you. They cut you a check and that's it. Mm -hmm. Now, these teams, like it's up to the regional TV to go out and, you know, not just produce the game and put it on air, hire the broadcast talent to sell the ads, to do all those things and then recoup their money. Now, these teams might have to go out and do it themselves, which is a totally different ball game. And it's very expensive to produce TV. More than that, it's hard to sell ads. And that's what they're going to run into. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I think uh, we're going to wrap her up there, Frank. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Have a great haul. Ho- I oh, just wanted to mention one thing about Jay Woodcroft. He started that season when Todd got fired. He started yep. the season head coaching in in Baco.
2: So oh, okay. He was. That's, that's good he, to know. Yeah. By the way, what is your story with Todd? You know, I'm going back to Sask. Oh, well, we grew up together.
0: Uh, lived across the street. His uh, mom and dad were friends with my parents. We, Todd and I, oh. started playing hockey together when we were probably four or five years old, and uh, on the pond. Are you and, so
2: you're, you're a Saskatchewan guy?
0: Yeah, i uh, We we grew up in Melville together. Uh, his oh. dad was RCMP officer. We used to go. we we spent like we'd have sleepovers and etc but Todd moved away fairly young my mom taught Todd and I in grade one she was our grade one teacher so
2: um Melville millionaires
0: yeah that's yeah we'll
2: we'll talk about that someday actually Frank I'm I'm a big I'm a big SJHL fan so well
0: I was lucky enough to play four years there Frank
2: you played for the millionaires?
0: Yeah, I played four years from
2: uh, Oh my god, I've never hockey DB'd you. No. That's awesome. Well I'm gonna have to check There's a out. lot of
0: SJHL stats that aren't on <laughs> hockey D B, but I think there's one year that is, I've been told. Uh but it's a long time ago, Frank. Forty coming up forty years was my first year in the SJHL. Wow. So
2: I, I say that about my uh, crappy junior statistics as well. <laughs> well, they just never, they never translate. They never the
0: translate, but it was a wild, I'll tell you some stories, Frank, off the air, cause I can't tell them on the air, but even the one story that we were talking about yes uh, Tuesday with Yusuf Alamaki, mm-hmm. um, basically the same thing happened to me. Wow. So yeah. I can't wait to hear it. It's At a, a great, point, well, well, the look worst look. part of it all. And I know he's probably listening, but my brother did it to me. Oh. So. Well,
2: I've been there too, yeah, so. There
0: you go. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> have a wonderful Christmas season, uh Frank. I really appreciate all you've done for our show helping it along. Uh we'll be off the 26th, so I don't know if you're around. We'll figure your schedule out, but we'll yeah. I think the 28th, I guess it is.
2: Yeah, all Six. the best to yeah. you, Brandon Laddie, everyone, the whole crew at Sports 1440. You it's betcha. been great to be with you guys and have a great Christmas.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, Frank. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Uh that's Frank Saravalli, uh our headliner of the day for Mr. Ruder. There's a reason they call them Mr. For All Your Plumbing Needs You can go to MrRooter.ca Look at who we have coming up here at 840 A special guest appearance Mark Spector will be with us On the mark when we come back The alarm at the lake didn't go off Specs (laughs) with us right after the break On the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 Stay with us That song puts you in the Christmas spirit Doesn't it Duke? Who's that? That's the boobs Michael Bublé Oh is that Bublé? Ah, oh, he's solid, yeah. Didn't know it was him, but. Uh, time now. Better late than never, baby. On the mark, powered by Booster Juice. Uh, download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today. Start earning berry points for delicious, nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through your day as we welcome in Mark Spector to the program. Good morning, Spec. Hey, how's it going, Cap? <laughs> we're doing we're doing just great here because we've had some fun at your expense, obviously. And to be honest with you, we thought that. And then Frank didn't show up. Uh, he wasn't like he was a minute or so than normal, like just a bit later. But we thought we were getting punked. We honestly did. That you, Frank, and Laddie is we're, we're going to go. Let's get them. Let's just get them. <laughs>
3: no, I'm like those cows in Saskatchewan. I don't do daylight savings. <laughs>
0: uh, t- tiger tiger, texts in to 1 833 1440. Maybe Spec is on a pierogi hangover uh, after you, you made your 600 pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I would. I could make up a whole bunch of excuses, but that's. Uh, no worries. What I should do is tell you the truth. And we came out to the lake and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, whoever. I never sleep till eight ever, and uh, I just didn't even set the alarm because I completely mm-hmm. just didn't set the alarm. And I woke up. It's ten after eight. I'm like, something feels funny here. I'm, I'm
0: missing <laughs> something. <laughs> um, so what? What lake lot? Uh, or can don't even say it. But I've got this one from Pillman coming in. Morning, gentlemen. Ask if Spec is if he's at the lake. Could he drop off some of those pierogies off at lot three hundred three?
3: What? Is, Three oh three uh no, first of all, the answer is no, okay. <laughs> and then second of all, it kind of sounds like he's at the campground, which is shut down anyway in the winter time oh. the golf course, yep. but uh nonetheless, no, we did it's nice it's Christmas, I don't know, it doesn't even look like Christmas out here for Pete's sake, There's no snow in the ground I know. like what's going on i'm a little uh I'm a little sour to be honest when it comes to the weather, but uh, I mean, the sun's coming up, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> All I did was uh, mess up my friends at Radio Land, and uh, nah, other than that, it's all. been a good start to the
0: day. Not at all. Um, what's the ice like on the lake?
3: Uh, I'm told that it's. Uh, I'm told that there's about um, like eight to ten inches thick, hmm. so I'm not seeing any. I, I'm not seeing a bunch of huts out there. Yeah, but uh, the reason would be like. You know, I was just talking to a guy last night. It's probably thick enough to hold your your ice fishing uh shack. Uh, your ice fishing shack right now, but it might not be that great to hold the truck you're pulling it out with, you know?
0: No, it probably wouldn't be so. Maybe guys are probably just taking them out with their sleds or or what whatever. What I'm seeing
3: is uh, there's some that are on the on the lake but not very far out, and they're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there and they're ready probably. I mean, I guess you could bring it. I wouldn't uh, who's bringing a sled out? I'm looking at grass like Yeah. I don't know. You're going to take your sled out and do it on the ice? I mean, probably a quad you could pull it out with, right? Maybe, possibly. Yeah, I forgot
0: about is, the no snow there. But
3: oh. The ice is really, 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 like the lake, there's no snow on it. So mm-hmm. it's really slippery. So you got no grips. So I don't know. There should be a bunch of ice fishing shacks out this time. Yeah, I guess we'll have to figure out something else to do in, in uh, Christmas.
0: Is there a lot, of, a lot of shacks go out there then around Christmas? Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of
3: shacks. Yeah. yeah, and usually guys are putting them out right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a big ice fisherman, I'll be honest oh. with you, but... uh you know, all you do is get drunk and sleep in if you ice fish, Cap.
0: <laughs> so you were ice fishing last night? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, dear me. You haven't ice fished in a good shack then, Speck, I bet.
3: I was in a No, I got a There's a couple neighbors with my shack. So one guy's got a TV that with a camera, you can mm-hmm. watch the fish come right up to your hook. So that's always kind of frustrating when that fish is swimming around your hook and not biting it. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh yeah, they got a fire a little fireplace in there, and a TV, and a you know, it's all in there, man. I don't know. What about you? You come
0: from yeah. solid
3: ice fishing territory.
0: Like unbelievable shacks uh, with bunk beds and uh, not only uh, fishing TVs like uh, that have the camera down the hole, but the other TVs got NFL on, uh, yeah. <laughs> and things like that, or just even you know the radio's going and, and things like that. But they're they, these shacks have come along such a long, long oh, yeah. way. I mean, oh, we used to I sit too. Some, Sorry,
3: So like some guys just and it's, it's like they say goodbye to their wife oh. in december and say back hello in march
0: yeah i mean we, we had a sh- we had a shack growing up at uh, crooked lake in saskatchewan and there were so many other guys that had great great shacks we would just go to theirs and then of course you got to have there's always a bottle of rum sliding around somewhere's and oh yeah you know, yeah um, yeah uh, the other thing too that we used to have too we would catch perch so perch are down at the bottom so if you caught the uh, you know the odd perch you could uh You know, you fill it up right away, but a lot of the perch would have, uh, you know, some caviar eggs in them. And if you would roll those up and put them in flour, fry them right on the stove in there, what a delicacy spec. Really? Yeah.
3: Perch eggs on an ice fish and fire. Yeah, you can season them up. You just fry them up
0: in the the pan. You got a little oil in there from the sausage. You're ready to rock and roll. (laughs) From the sausage, yeah. (laughs) The old Grayson sausage.
3: Oh my goodness! Well, let's hope the the orders show up mm-hmm. on time
0: tonight. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing, yeah. And they have been good in the first period, and they had a, you know a good start uh, the other night on Long Island, but uh, it's just the continuation. And uh, again, it's a sixty minute effort. We talk about it. I mean, it's just it's just it's it's a no brainer. But you, what do you make Cal Pickard starting tonight? Connor Brown out of the lineup tonight.
3: Yeah, well, they've. Uh, I mean, the coach is trying to win right now, and the Connor Brown project uh, takes a bit of a stall here, right? Like, how long are you going to wait? I get it. You know what? I get it. You got a guy's. You know, I mean, Adam Ernie's sitting in the press box every night watching Connor Brown getting nothing done. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of a cultural thing there for a coach. At some point, you got to say, okay, you got to earn a spot in this lineup. So Brown comes out, and and you got a back-to-back. I think we we've known since. October that you're going to have two different goalies playing in these two games in New York. You just never knew our New Jersey, New York. You just never knew who they were going to be. So, uh, you know, Pickard, Pickard's giving them fine goaltending. Uh, it's it's really an invitation for this team to do one of two things: really shore it up defensively, you know, and play a couple of play one of those games that they were playing during that win streak when they're giving up one goal. Or the other thing is is for the offense to get rolling here and, and score four or five. Like it's not too much to ask from this team to go out and score you five goals against New Jersey Devils. And, you know, they had the puck all night against the, uh, the Islanders, but I didn't like their offense at all. They didn't produce. They didn't, you know, they, they're, they're getting, what are they saying, Kev? Everyone's saying the orders are getting goalied all the time. I'm starting to think that maybe they're just uh, the guys with the puck aren't getting the job done, huh?
0: Uh, a Fair comment. Uh, you know, the, the the move with Connor Brown, This this serves big notice, big notice in my opinion, to Ryan McLeod, he could be the next guy that watches a game from the press box as if he doesn't get things going. Uh, we had uh, Matt Laughlin, Oiler, uh Devils play-by-play man, on earlier spec uh, when you were still cutting uh, logs and snoring. Could hear you out from here.
3: <laughs> I didn't hear that interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, let me put on my surprise face. But, you know, they got Michael McLeod and Ryan McLeod going head-to-head. Uh, I, I always enjoy a matchup when the when the brothers go head to head and things like that. But just uh, Ryan McLeod had goals in back to back games. I guess one of them was an empty netter. So I mean, where where is he? I mean, he's got to be he, he's got to be on notice. He's the next guy that would possibly be coming out because you know James Hamlin's playing better, and or maybe it's Derek Ryan. I don't know. But they've had so many guys spec. If you look at last year, all, all these guys had over ten goals. Janmark, Ryan. McLeod, all these guys are contributing nothing though.
3: No. Yeah, well, Ryan. I mean, I don't mind the job Ryan's doing. I don't think mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's doing anything less than you'd expect of him. Uh, you know, him and Gagne have been okay. Got was Gagne, got four, four goals. Yep. I'll bet you Ryan's been in on three of them. Um, you know, I don't see a reason to take Ryan's a fourth line guy who's been playing up on the third line a little. He's to me, he's fine. He's doing what he's doing. I like Yanmark's game. I got no problem with Yanmark's mm-hmm. game. You know, those fourth line guys, they score eight or nine a year, the goals will come. Uh, but McLeod's different, right? McLeod's needs to, supposed to take a bit of a step here. And he got his two goals and it didn't jumpstart him at all. So, yeah. Listen, I know, I can think of coaches who would sit Ryan McLeod in this game against his brother with his parents in the stands, right? Yes, I know coaches who would do that. So, this coach isn't going to do that. Uh, but, you know what, if, if McLeod doesn't get moving pretty quick. You're darn right. He sits in the press box for you because he needs to, whatever it takes. If he can't give himself a kick in the pants to get her going, then it becomes the coach's job, and that's just how the sport works.
0: That is how it works. Uh, mark Spector, Rogers Sportsnet, uh, uh, four on the mark uh, by Booster Juice and uh, Speck, uh, Dougie Hamilton uh, is going to probably be going on LTIR. Not Ooh. sure when. He's going to yeah. be gone for the rest of the year. They think they're not well for That's the regular right. season, but I think it, they can accrue a little more cap space if they just leave him the way, where he is for a little while. And again, I mean, there's no moves anywhere right now until you know in another week or so. So, but what about just missing him and uh, what the, what the Devils will offer tonight?
3: Well, the Devils are a team that that you know they they're kind of like they remind me of the Oilers a couple of years ago. Who who they're building an organization there, but they've built it they're kind of building it from the front back. You know, they don't have their goalie, right, in my opinion. They don't mm-hmm. have their goalie. Uh, their defense is not their strongest part of their team. They're about, you know, they're about these fast, younger, good, uh, and often smaller forwards out there, right, led by Luke Hughes and, and <clears throat> excuse me, Jack, um, yeah, Jack, 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 Hughes, yeah. Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes on the back end. Both of those guys are good players. Like, they got a nice team. They were really picked. To, you know, weren't they, weren't they going to be right at the top of that division this year? Most people mm-hmm. picked them, and they're disappointing a little bit. So, you know what? They remind me of that old Oilers team. You can get to them. Like, you can get to them. They're, defensively, they're not that strong. and Without Hamilton, that really hurts them because he's such a good, you know, he can just gets the puck out of your zone mm-hmm. is what he does best. So, uh, mm-hmm. listen, your Oilers team going in there needing, needing some goals. Like, this Oilers team can't. Don't when they score one goal, and I hear about the goaltending, it makes me sour, right? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me about the goaltending when you only scored one goal. It wasn't the goaltending that cost you game in the New York against the New York Islanders. You scored one goal. This has got to be a three goal team every night, and if it's not, I'm not looking at the goalie.
0: One last quick one for you, Speck. Uh Lindy Ruff been around a long time. You've probably yeah. interviewed him many, many times. Just to, many times. yeah, your thoughts on a, you know a guy from Warburg now you know. He's at the top of the coaching heap when it comes to all time wins and things like that. So
3: Yeah, he's been at it for a long, long time, right? How could some some guys <laughs> are sort of two and out, two teams and out, and then a guy like Lindy Ruff, he just he's managed not only managed to keep working, but he how many years did he work in Buffalo for like a Oh, oh my
0: goodness! Well, from ninety, the late nineties, all the way, probably fifteen years. Call it.
3: Yeah, yeah. he was the longest-serving coach when they finally let him go in Buffalo. Um, you know what? That's there's one reason for all that. Cap, he's a really good coach, mm-hmm. right? And he relates well with players, and he can handle young players, and he can handle older players, and he knows what he's doing. So, uh, it's nice to have a guy out of Warburg. You know what? <laughs> the boys down at the Sunnybrook Hotel. Will, Tip one tonight when they're watching Lindy behind the bench for the Devils all bet.
0: Oh yeah, I, why wouldn't a guy tip one back watching that game for <laughs> sure? Uh, hey Spec, thanks for uh, checking in. Thank, uh, we were just we were concerned maybe you fell through the ice or something at, <laughs> at the lake. But
3: yeah, sorry about <laughs> no that. Worries, I'll be, I'll no worries, no worries. I'll be a little more punctual tomorrow. <laughs> I promise. Pil- Pilman... when do we start a Christmas break. Don't get a Christmas break around Yeah, here?
0: well that's what I'm saying. When's the Christmas? Exactly. uh so we're off uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, so we well we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow if you're going to be around or not. Are
3: you? I'll be around tomorrow. I promise. I'll <laughs> okay. set my alarm the minute I get off the phone. <laughs>
0: uh, we're we're uh, then we're back Thursday, spec. If you're if you're not around, we're we're okay. It's going to be the Duke and I, and that's about it. No one, no one else is around. I told Gregor. He says, why why aren't we just putting the best of for the week? But he was like, ah no, nah, no, nah, the owners play, but but whatever. So
3: hey, I want to say happy birthday to a good friend of mine, Natchitoches sure. out here is a good friend of mine. He's. Uh, He's a, if he was out here, he'd have been up a lot earlier than me. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> anyway, he's listening. I want to say happy birthday to Ned, and uh, I'll see you boys break during tomorrow.
0: Sounds good, Speck. Looking forward to it. Uh, that's on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. A lot of text coming in about uh, SJHL, grease and sausage. Barn 22, we're going to get to those uh, a little later in the show. Uh, Up next at the top of the hour, Ken Trahan from CrescentCitySports.com as we will uh, check in with the Thursday night football tilt between New Orleans and the L.A. Rams. Uh, Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. It is now open for the season. Be sure to support your local ski and snowboard shop and get ready to ride the valley. Visit snowvalley.ca today. Here is the Duke.